Let's go on an adventure through multi-level marketing. Let's go on an adventure with Jess. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host Jess, obviously. So this is going to be the final part of Russ's ACN horror story and we're going to get to the part in this episode where Russ actually got to see Donald Trump speak at an ACN convention. Now I do want to say that this entire conversation that I had with Russ was about two and a half hours long, so I do have more content from our actual conversation that I may publish later it's kind of some, he shares a little bit of stories about like things that happened after this ACN convention and after his experience with ACN. So it's not directly related to ACN, but it's still part of his story. And I thank Russ a lot for sharing this entire story with us. Hopefully it can help somebody out there from joining ACN if they listen to this and they can warn their friends and family not to join ACN. So yeah, thank you Russ for sitting down with me and chatting. With that, let's go ahead and jump into this episode. They both, later on, uh, after the Baltimore convention, this was years later, they got fired from ACN. Oh yeah, you can get fired from an MLM. I'm going to tell you why they got fired. They tried to join another MLM while still being part of ACN because they wanted to, they wanted to triple, quadruple whatever income they were earning as regional vice presidents from ACN. They wanted to, to triple that, and they felt like there was only so far they could go. Well, and, and by the way, Hans, I am alleging all of this. Okay, I'm not, I don't have any physical proof whatsoever. Um, but they, my feeling is they wanted to uh, triple their income, so they, they joined other MLMs to try to do that. Well, in ACN, you cannot join another MLM while still being committed to ACN. It's like serving two masters. So they got cut. Now, John and Becky, they joined Kayani and are currently Double Black Diamonds, but they were with ACN first. And what they did, they did it the smart way. They joined Kayani they took their entire downlines with them and that's how they became successful in that in, in that particular business they didn't um, they didn't start at the bottom and work their way up to the top no they had a huge following and whatever team members they had in ACN they scrapped that they're now part of Kayan so it's just like jumping ship Steve Nia Montalolo the same thing he was he was a huge ranking uh, regional vice president in ACN, and then um, he joined Kayani and, now, and is now one of the double black diamonds there, very top dog. And that to me spells corruption right there, because you don't get to join another MLM and then be, be automatically at the top. Oh, who says you can't? See, if you know the loopholes and you know how to get around things, oh, you can do it fairly easily. And that's what they don't talk about in MLM. Okay. It's like in Amway, where a lot of the high successful ranking people, they're not successful because they're uh, signing people up and uh, buying the products. No, you want to know where they make their money? 
they make their money selling motivational books and the books on tape, books on the motivational CDs. That's a business that you as a regular representative don't get to be a part of. Okay. Similar, similar to what they did now. Um, but yeah, they all jumped ship. And I found this out years after I left. But at that time, they were in ACN and they were, they were really big about it. Now, um, so we go through an entire days of speeches, you know, taking notes as possible. And afterwards, I meet this uh, middle-aged couple from New York. They look like, they look like bikers, okay? The, the, man, the, the man who was part of the couple, he had this long braided gray beard, uh, very deep bass-like voice, somebody that, you know, you'd want to hang out with, but you wouldn't want to fuck with, okay? Because he was like, he was like uh, 6'4", and he was built. His wife, on the other hand, was a little short. She was about, uh, I'd say, 5'5", five, five. and so, but they were both very nice people. Well, I got, I met them, I became acquainted with them. And I said, I, I, I asked the question you're generally not supposed to ask, especially somebody in a different downline. I said, so uh, have, you, have you been able to uh, get people to sign up? Uh, have you have, have become successful? I said, what level are you at right now? That makes them uncomfortable. Um, they said, no. In fact, we, we couldn't really get anyone to sign up. It's been a struggle for us. We're still in ACN because we believe in the opportunity. But as far as signing people up, it's just been an uphill battle. When they said that, I felt 10 times better about myself. And I'll tell you why. Because when you are, when you are dressed for success and you're surrounded by other people dressed for success, you, you assume generally that everyone there is 10 times more successful than, than you are and that you are to learn from them. You don't realize that they are in the exact same boat you are. So I felt better. I, it made me realize that, that the vast majority of the people in attendance were where I'm at and I didn't know it because it's all about the image. <laughs> we leave the convention center and we decide to take advantage of and do a little sightseeing here. One of the places we go is a fudge shop called The Fudgery. It's near the pier in Baltimore where there's a lot of, where there's like a marina, there's a, lot of, a bunch of boats docked up and The Fudgery was not far. Now The Fudgery, uh, for those of you on the East Coast, you'll you'll know what this place is. But but if you never heard never heard of this place, you walk inside, and um, there were there were a lot of these teenagers. They're making fudge, and they're singing Motown songs. They're singing Motown songs, but they are changing the lyrics based on fudge. So let's say they're singing uh, "My Girl." Instead of singing "My Girl," they'll sing. My fudge, my fudge, my fudge, dodge. And that really uh, impressed us. 
we're just like, wow, they're, they're singing songs that people know, Motown songs changing the lyrics about fudge. And we are impressed. Now, we end up buying a lot more fudge than we actually need. And of course, these, these teenagers, they love it because they're just like, yeah, you know what? We are good. We're going to make a lot of money off people right here. And they, so they're, they're smiling. In fact, we, we spend so much money on fudge and we even put some cash in the tip jar just to let them know how good of a job they're doing. Now, if there's anything good about MLMs as far as uh, tourism is concerned, is that it is that MLM conventions do bring a lot of business to the community. Okay. And, and in this case, I am sure the fudgery that week made a lot more money than it did at any other time of the year. So we, we end up buying a lot of fudge. This is more fudge than we need. And we take it to our hotel. We eat it. We're impressed. And in fact, we eat a little too much that we, we kind of get stomach aches. Now, last day of the convention is the main event. Because guess who's going to speak on the last day? of our ACN International Convention, Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump doesn't go up there right away. Oh, no. No. It's, it's almost like a boxing match. You have a few matches before you get to the main event. Okay, so you, you still have some, you still have some motivational speakers um, that get, uh, that, that go up there to speak. You, then then um, Governor uh, Robert Ehrlich, who uh, of Maryland, also arrives at the convention, and he's being presented with he's present uh, presenting ACN with an award and something I don't know what it was, but the thing about the the governor was he was presenting that award not because he necessarily believed in MLMs, although he probably does, but his poll numbers were tanking. To, um, to a guy named, I think his name was uh, uh, O'Malley. And um, his poll numbers were tanking. He was going to lose that election. He was trying to save face as much as he could. That's why he was there, um, which he ended up losing in November. And uh, he was, so he was there and um we get, we hear, we hear a few speeches. We get, um, and then uh, lo and behold, Donald Trump comes the main event, and he spends an hour long speech talking to us about success. Now we're told that there's also going to be a Q and A after uh, speech where Donald Trump will be asked a lot of questions. So Donald Trump goes through his hour-long speech. He talks about the art of the deal where he brings people in a room. He brings a person in a room is getting ready to make a deal. He makes the deal so outlandish and outrageous knowing that the person would not agree. And the reason he does that is because it's his way of taking control of the environment and making himself in control of the conversation. So 
he talks about how he makes the, the deal so outrageous that he knows the person isn't going to agree. And then, so then, then the next part is he makes, he, you know, he makes a few concessions, but he doesn't give away too much, but he makes it as though he gets the better end of the deal while at the same time, making the other person feel like they get what they want to. And he says, and this is at that point I close, I make the sale and um, I, and I, and I get, while getting my getting the better part of the deal and thus making money, that's how I make money. That's how I've been doing this for for decades. And then, then he and then he goes step by step on 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 uh, how to be successful. He says, you know, first thing you get first thing is you love you got to love what you do. If you love what if you love what you do, you will never work a day in your life. Well, yeah, that that's a given. And so he goes through this hour long speech. And now keep in mind. Donald Trump over his time at ACN was paid about $8 million to endorse. Okay. Um, his uh, ACN was also featured on The Apprentice. And uh, so you had a couple of uh, regional vice presidents that were part of the team that you were telling the teams uh, what to do. And so that's kind of what brought ACN into the mainstream. And so Donald Trump, he's, he's going through this speech. He, and of course, everybody's like, everybody's sitting there, they're taking notes or they're listening, they're taking as much as they can. And then after the speech ends, then comes the Q&A. Now this is where the rug gets pulled out from underneath us, okay? Because we thought there was gonna be uh, uh, microphones on stands or people would stand in line and ask him questions. That's what, we were presented. No, that's not what happened. What happened was a super successful regional vice presidents, senior vice presidents, and uh, presidents and co-founders, they are the ones that got to ask him the questions. And we, as the nobody representatives, we were to sit there and admire their brilliance and wisdom, okay? It's like, it's like a friend of mine who loves to see Broadway shows. What he does is he, like, he likes to stay after the show is over and meet the actors who then come out, sign autographs, meet people and everything. And he likes to stay out. He likes to get selfies taken with them. Well, one, one time he went to go see Gypsy on Broadway and uh, actress Patty Lapone was playing the role of Mama Rose, and he he adored her. Well, what happened was after the show ends and people were standing out in the lobby, um, Patty Lapone's assistant walks out and says, "Okay, Patty's about to come out. What you all need to do is take your programs and put them in front of your face as she walks by." She was to walk by while people were covering their faces with programs because she hated the fans. She wanted absolutely nothing to do with them. And in fact, she treated them like they never existed. Okay. Despite the fact that at that particular performance, there was a phone that went off and uh, she stopped everything, berated the person whose phone was going off who, were the, who was then escorted out by security. Okay, so at that point, people were clapping. They thought, okay, you're, 
you know, she she's with us. She's with one of the fans. No, she she's not with you. You as a fan do not exist. That's how it was with ACN. You are to sit there, listen to their questions, admire their brilliance, listen to Donald Trump give very successful people wisdom on how to be even more successful than they are now, despite the fact that they have more money than God. Now, everybody there is just sitting admiring the brilliance and I'm sitting there thinking, I just got duped. I wanted to ask Donald Trump questions. I had a lot, I had quite a few questions for Donald Trump. I would love to have talked to him. Well, I didn't get a chance to because I wasn't successful. Okay. Now, um, so uh, after that, uh, Donald Trump leaves. He gets on his uh he gets on his plane at Baltimore, Washington International and heads back to Trump Tower. And there are still some speeches that are, that are, um, that are going to be given. Now, these are, these are a little more important because there are, this is kind of what factors into the decision of, of my decision to leave. One of, one of the things they did was they had four former states attorneys general on their legal team that were uh, each and every one of them went up and, and revealed to us the decision as to why they decided to join their legal team. They all said in their own way that I have been uh, a lawman most of my life. I've helped prosecute criminals. I've helped, I've helped shut down uh, corrupt organizations. I have looked at business structures, and so I know what's corrupt and what and what isn't. I looked at ACN's business structure, and I was very impressed with what they did. They are they are honest. This is a company that uh, this is a company of integrity, and it is something that I this is a company that I am proud to put my name on. And so I am part of this legal team because I. And I truly believe in the, in the mission of ACN and the opportunity that it presents to people. I fully support this. Now, reason they trot out these guys and use them as props is because they know full well that there are people questioning the legitimacy of this MLM. They are questioning as to whether or not it's a pyramid scheme, which it is. And they are questioning it as to whether or not it's sound. They bring out these guys not only to prove their legality, but to intimidate you and to not speaking out against them because they, we have former state's attorneys general on our team. And if you speak out against our company, we are going to, we are going to use them on our behalf to file a lawsuit against you, to shut you up, to shut you down. So you don't want to with us. Well, I'm scratching my head here at that point. And I'm thinking, why would they bring out these guys 
it doesn't make any sense. These are former law. Can't they not see that this is a pyramid scheme? Can they not see that 99% of people fail at this? Can they not see the, the high turnover? Can they not see the, uh, the corrupt structure? How is it that they can, they can support this? Well, an attorney general is a politician first before they are a law. They are a person of the law. You give them enough money, they will say anything you want them to. And it wasn't until later that that all started to make sense. Now, Spencer goes up there and he also gives a speech. He says, uh, he talks about, he, he's trying to lighten up the crowd at this point because he knows that we're tired, we're, we're wanting to go home, some of us have to fly out that exact same day, so he's trying to lighten up the mood. He talks about a practical joke he pulled on his assistant. Now, they were, and, uh, Spencer Hahn lives in a mansion in Utah, and his assistant was you know, pretty much just uh, getting a suntan over by the pool. And Spencer decides to call the cops and report an unknown person, individual, relaxing by his pool. And I'm like, what the, f I'm like, what the, f and he says, yeah. So he calls the police. He says, yeah, I got somebody over by my pool. I don't know this person. I need them out of here. Can you please come and escort this person off my property? Well, the cops come and they walk over to where the, the assistant is by the pool. And they're just like, hey, you're, you're on his property. He says he doesn't know you. Uh, we're asking you to leave. And the assistant's like, what the hell? I'm Spencer's assistant. I, I'm, I'm his assistant. I'm relaxing by his pool. And um, to, to get some sun, I'm not doing anything wrong, but I happen to work for him. And there's like, well, according to what he says, he wants you off his property. He's like, well, no, I'm not leaving his property. I'm his assistant. What, what, what's, what is this? Well, Spencer talks about how they pretty much wrestle him to the ground. They arrest him and he's crying, Spencer, Spencer, what are you doing to me, man? Everybody in the audience is laughing. I'm not. I'm pissed off. It is a huge waste of police time. Now, they take the guy to jail. And Spencer says, yeah, you know, and over time, I felt bad about it. And I felt really bad. And... So I bailed him out and I, I pretty much just asked him to drop the charges. I felt awful about what I did. And there's like, and everybody was like, oh, and I'm like, you mother. Yeah, you really are a fucking douchebag. So he tells that story and then he goes on uh, to talk about uh, the, the ACM business and how, you know, used to be that we had to get 20 customer points to uh, in order in, in order to be uh, to get to the next level, you know how many you need now? Seven. It went from twenty to ten to seven. 
All you got to do is sign yourself up and three other people. It's not that hard. And yet some of you are making it harder than it actually needs to be. Was this the guy, was this the guy that had, you went to talk to before who was rude to you? It was that guy. Same guy. Same guy. Yeah. That same guy. He was, and, and at that point, I knew he was, he was an even bigger douche than he, than, than I, than I realized. Now, Hans, this doesn't mean I am attacking the person in general. I am telling you exactly what, what went on. I have nothing against him personally today. That being said, um, so uh, Spencer proceeds to say, there are some of you on my team who I am not going to mention names. I do not want to embarrass you, but you are not doing well. I know where you are. I know exactly what level uh, of you're at, and I am very disappointed in you. You need to get your act together because if not, you will not make a dime in this business. And eventually what will happen is your account will lapse and you will be and you'll be dropped out of the system. I don't want that for you. I am your advocate. I am here for you. I want you to be successful, but you have to be willing to put in the work. He doesn't give a shit. He just wants to make money off of you. Okay. And I, I, I knew that. Now, Larry, he, he's, he's the next person to go up and give a speech. And he, he says, I promise you some of you quit. promise you some of you won't. Like, yada, yada. And then he goes on, and he's also trying to pump up the crowd because, like I said, we're tired. He says, if you were to sign up, if you, if you were to approach 25 people and 25 people turn you down, are you going to quit? The audience ch- chants, no! If you were to approach 250 people and 250 people turn you down, are you going to quit? No! If you talk to 500 people and 500 people turn you down, are you going to quit? No! That moment he pulls the rug out from underneath us. And says the following. Yeah. Okay. We'll see what happens when you get to 245. The room was dead quiet. That it felt like you could hear a pin drop. That's how silent the entire convention center was. I felt like I had just gotten punched in the gut. I felt like I got kicked in the head. And I'm saying, what the f*** am I doing here? This, I feel like I just made a huge mistake. Well, the convention ends. I go back to our hotel. And my upline's ex-girlfriend is complaining at that point. Let me tell you why she's complaining. Her upline, who was a team coordinator, had a baby. Now, what happens is when you're when you have a when you have a baby and you're rearing a child, okay, 
real-life situations come into play, and the business just sort of takes a backseat. Well, because the business took a backseat, her upline got demoted from team coordinator to executive team leader. And she's like, yeah, she got demoted to executive team leader. And now, now I have to work extra hard because she's not showing any leadership whatsoever. And I say, well, wait a minute. She's, she had a baby. Okay. She's got to focus on raising her kid. That comes first. She's like, I understand, but you can raise a business. You can, you could raise a child and, you know, and work the business at the same time. My upline's ex-girlfriend didn't have any children. Okay. So she, you know, she may have, she may have like watched over kids. She may have, you know, she, she may have nieces and nephews, which I think she does. And, you know, and help and help uh, watch, you know, raise them as kids and like all that. But she doesn't have any children of her own. So she does. She didn't know what it was like to be a mother. I don't know if she does now. I don't care. But um, I began at that point, I began, I began to see cracks. Okay. Lack of leadership from her team coordinator, lack of leadership from her part. Now, Russ did end up leaving this MLM, thankfully, and unfortunately, his upline couldn't follow through with his promise to get people to sign up under Russ, so Russ went to this convention and fulfilled his end of the bargain, but his upline could never do so. Unfortunately, YouTube does have an upload limit for me since I'm not a very large creator, but thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you, Russ, for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. I do have some more tidbits from other side conversations that we had after he left the MLM, and I may add those to future episodes, so stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye!